This meeting is being recorded. Yeah, that's a good DP. Cheers. Thank you. Good to see you. Oh, I'm actually good. I know we got the sound effect, but we'll double it up. Ah, put so... in my, my helmet with my two DDPs and, and <laughs> we missed you, man. Yeah, um, I missed you guys. I mean, I'm I'm around. I'm around, but I'm not in there. And it's, I'm I'm making some good progress. Um, it's good. You know, Dino and I had a, had an adventurous uh, New Year's Eve. <laughs> so dumb. Um, and uh, and then we of course got sick because oh, God. we just we can't fly on a plane. We're not allowed. Ashley's got to give us a fucking PJ because we cannot get on planes without getting sick. The two of us. You know, they made these cool things that came out like two years ago. These like surgical masks that people wear. You think that we don't wear masks? We're, we're, we're law-abiding citizens, but um, that's, it, it's just the it's fucking children, you know, and we were on, we flew first class. On, I on think the, you get run down, like just from flying and period, you know, well, I, I'm going to tell, tell you what we did. And this is going to sound ridiculous, but let, just know that the threes is frugal threes. Okay. I know my, in my way around saving a penny. Okay. Dino was dangerously close to qualifying for his status for his his mosaic because we fly jet blue okay <laughs> he was so close getting towards the end of the year and i of course i'm, I'm mosaic and i have been for years now but this so he always flies with me and he gets all the perks but he can't fly by himself and get those perks like if you go to somewhere you know to visit somebody he he's just a commoner again right so he was close and so we looked at it and we figured out we were a little late to it uh, with just, you know, all the events that I was doing and everything, right? But we realized that if we flew first class, okay, which sounds ridiculous, but it was so cheap, and then I flew on points, okay? So I was free, and then he, his was so cheap that um, if we flew to Seattle from New York and back on the 31st, he would, he would get mosaic. And so that's what you did? And so we did. So we oh flew. <laughs> we did a round trip on the same exact plane. Um, we had to get off the plane in Seattle and then get back on it and then come right back. No. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing? Just for Mosaic? Yeah. I mean, you could have just bought the tickets and not made the flight, right? No, 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 no. You have to fly. That's the thing. Oh, believe me. Oh, believe me. No, you have to. You have to complete your flight. So. Let me get it straight. On yes. New Year's Eve, yep. you and your son fly to Seattle, yep. which is not a short flight. Not a short flight by any stretch. It's about as long a flight as you can get. In the, in, in the, in the US. contiguous yes. U.S., it is the yes. longest one, I would imagine. You get off that plane. You get right back on that plane after they clean off the sickness yes. that was in there beforehand. Yes. You get a new sickness, and yes. you fly fucking nine hours or whatever it is back to New York same day. Same day. So how many hours you spent on an airplane? It was it two years worth or was no. it all the same year? Uh it was it was it was two years worth, but we left there. I mean we left here at five thirty PM. Okay. Well we were supposed to, it was like delayed. So we left here at like six thirty PM and then we left there at ten thirty PM. So like we still hadn't celebrated 
New Year's, even and though I watched back in time too. Even though I, I'd already watched like the ball drop, but we still had yet to. And then and then we like missed them all. Every time we would cross in, like we would already have missed New Year's. So we were never anywhere when it was midnight. <laughs> that is crazy. That's actually kind of cool though. That's a story to tell. Yeah, it was it was silly. And the thing is, we we were trying to figure out because it was like close, right? We were trying to figure out if maybe we could just the moment we landed, he would have qualified. It's hard. It's hard because you had to buy the round trip, right? And so I called and I was on the phone with them while we were at JFK for like 45 minutes trying to figure out. And they said, no, the moment you land, he's 20 points short. So you have to, and, I, and but there was no other flight. We couldn't just even catch like a shorter flight somewhere else. There was no other flight. And so we were 20. So then I'm like, okay. But, and then she said, oh, I'm looking at this. You might miss that other flight coming back. I'm like, what? And she's like, yeah, you're going to land like 10 minutes after it starts boarding. You know, I don't know where the gate's going to be. I can't see that yet because you haven't left yet. And I'm panicking now. And I'm like, if we fly all the way there and then miss our flight and we miss the 20 points and he doesn't even get the status and I'm going to lose my fucking mind. And then you got to get a hotel for the night. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we, what the thing is, I was trying to say, OK, if if we can do it, because because I'm Mosaic, I can just cancel. Anything. I don't ever pay any fees. I don't pay anything. Right. And so if if. If I if, if we do qualify, then why waste our flight back in the same year? Let's push it to, to 2023. Now it counts on our new year, you know. Right. And we'll just like stay in Seattle for a couple of days or something. Okay. So I and but now it wasn't gonna work, wasn't gonna work. But now we have this fear that we're gonna miss the flight. And so we get on the flight and I, I and you know, because I'm Mosaic. Oh, hello, Mr. Threes. How are you? Nice to see you. Thank you for coming back, you know, because I'm Mosaic. Here's a champagne. And, oh, yeah. No, no, seriously. And so so then they're, I'm, they're like, so what do, you, what do you guys do in Seattle and everything? Because we're on early and chatting. And I tell them, well, here's the deal. And we're afraid we're going to miss. So then they start, like, calling. Oh, I know somebody in Seattle. And they call in there. And they're like, no, it's the same plane. 45 minutes on the phone. And the other, other chick didn't tell me it was the same plane. That seems like then, pretty easy to figure out. So then, I didn't. We didn't make a thing of it or anything, right? By the time we get to Seattle, like the crew and the ground people and everything know what we're doing, and they all are just tickled by it. I mean, I would. That's hilarious. Yeah, it was dumb. I mean, it was it was it was silly, but they should have gave you wings or something. Yeah, well, they let they did let Dino sit on the pilot's lap. Good. That's a mosaic perk you have to earn. <laughs> but yeah, that was so we did that and then we got sick. Of course. But but we're all better. It was just like a little, just a little like post flight nonsense. And it's also, I mean, let's be honest, I had uh, shitty COVID last year and now I just get sick all the time. It's my lot in life. Yeah, it happens. I mean, I got yeah. a little sick. I came back from South Carolina back in my office now with good internet without Zoom crashing on me. So thank God. Yeah. We're doing good. No, but it's, you know, staying, staying out of the grotto has been hard. You know, there have been some things that maybe I would have chimed in on. Uh, maybe like an all-time high sale of DPO-01? Well, I don't, consider it, I don't consider it an all-time high. But now, now you're not Tez native? I'm sorry. It, it was 50%. It, it, it was a half off what, what it sold for in August. Okay. Literally. Like, when you're, when, you're, when you're getting one for half of what they sold for... <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Well, and that's the thing. We're going to talk a little bit about that, just a bit about that today. But um, I did talk to Steve. Steve and I, you know, um, I was aware. I, um, you know, I think, I think there's still so many bargains out there. One of the things I did during our, our, our New Year's Eve uh, celebration, I ran the numbers and saw like where we stand. Less than 2%. In fact, less than 1.5% of all base cards are listed, and this is, includes base, chase, and award, are listed under 3,333 tests. Wow. That means, that, means, that means there are literally fewer than 90 total base cards listed under 3,000 tests. So there are some bargains out there. There's still some. I'm not, I'm not going to tell you which ones they are, but there are a couple out there where I'm like, oh, is anybody paying attention? Anybody have a calculator handy? There's a couple. It's like, geez, okay. But, um, you know, look, I did a fucking spaces on Tuesday night. I'm so sorry I missed that. That was, I needed to be there. I wanted to hear your voice. Some shit came up and I missed it. Is it recorded? It's recorded. It's four hours and nine minutes that Old Threes was on it. You got time when you start talking. Uh, they uh, they brought me in at fourteen minutes, thirteen minutes. Okay. Okay, which was its own thing because I was there for thirteen minutes, and then I got on and I told them I had two minutes left. <laughs> um. Turns out, I just saw this today. Turns out they went another hour after I left. That's ridiculous. They went five hours. This is the Wag Me crew? Wag Me Wines? Yes. It's it's Bits, who's in the garage on place for Cat Moms, casually. And One Will Willie, who is in the garage on place for the Cat Moms uh, professionally. Uh, and then Mike Nash was there. Mike Nash didn't go to the grotto in Miami. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Mike Nash. So Steve went on an absolute buying spree though. Didn't he grab some other stuff? He got two swipes. Steve, Steve came to play. Steve, Steve the, we, the, the, um, the sleeping giant has awoken. I was, I was actually just on a call uh, right before we started this where I equate Steve, I believe Steve is this year's crouton, where it's somebody who was here and around and looking and, and watching and, and all of a sudden said, you know, I, I get it now. And I believe, and let, let me let me put together a good wallet so that I can be here for the long, long haul. And I think it's wonderful. Um, we've DM'd just a little bit. Um, he's, you know, everybody's being, I really appreciate everybody being so, so generous and respectful um, with, with my time and, and handling anything you got going on uh, amongst yourselves, um, it's good. It's really good. It's it, this is a very good spot for us to be in, um, so I can get get through some of this stuff. Awesome, love to hear that. And you've been mentioning it for a while that this is exactly how it would play out. It will click with certain people, and they'll go on a rampage, and that's just how it's going to happen. Because when it clicks, you're like, oh shit, I've got to get these things, or I'll never get them again. Yeah. No, and so look, there's something happening here, and I just want to talk briefly on this because of that idea of, of all-time high in price. And we talked about it with Crouton and Luch a bit, right? Um, 
with Tez is as low as it is, and it's bounced a couple cents, right? Um, things are cheaper than they've been, some of them. We, a lot of those have been gobbled up. But, you know, some somebody, I talked to them today, and they were like, oh, wow, I saw an offer of 400 and I'm like, oh, maybe I should start taking some profit. And I said, by all means, I'll never stand in the way of you taking profit. But understand, you'll never buy that piece back at that price because that that that's already it's already sold for more than that multiple times. Oh shit! I didn't realize. I go yeah. So here's these are the numbers on that, right? And I said <laughs> so so if you I mean take the money because you only spent four Tez on it a year and a half ago, right? Take it. You can 100x on your Tez, but it's sold for more. And this is how many are out there. And this is. I mean, and he's, I'm like, so you get it. The question is, do you want to have a, a solid wallet going forward or do you want that Tez? He's like, well, I was just going to take the Tez to buy more of your stuff. And I go, well, then you're kind of going to be downgrading. Right. You know, whatever you're going to buy now is not going to be as scarce and old as that that you're selling. And so he's like, oh, yeah, no, I got it. Um, and that was just like, just happened as we like crossed paths at that exact moment. Um, and, and so, you know, there's things like that, but we look, let's be honest here. I think there's still a little bit of sticker shock on, on pricing. And it's so, I mean, look, we are one fourth the value of when we started Tezwise. Tez was about three when we started. We, we kind of rode three up to nine and then back down to three and then slowly down to two to one to 75, okay? But we're kind of comfortable, I think, in our minds thinking of Tez as $3. I, I really believe that the grotto, like when, when I hear, oh, wow, that's 1,000, people are, are going, oh, wow, that's 3,000. Right. Not 750. Right. <laughs> Okay. Um, not, not even, no, no, not, yeah, exactly. Their thing is $3,000, right? And it's not. And if you start, this is going to sound weird what I'm about to say, but if you started thinking of them in ETH terms, okay, we're getting to a point, coders are there already. Coders and before are already at $125 plus for a base card, okay? Which right now will put you at 0.1 ETH. Elephant men are actually right there. There's some that are there and some that are under, okay? But if you look at it now like, okay, it's a collection. There's 6,584 of them. The floor is 0.1. If you think of it that way, I think people are like, okay, I see that. That's a point one floor. Now, the difference is it's not a run-of-the-mill collection because if you did a trait floor type of thing and the trait was just the series, okay, your series two floors would not be point one. Okay, your series two floors would be two ETH. Two ETH. Right. So there's a lot of range between them. But maybe that maybe if everybody just steps back for a second, because I think I think at this point we don't have too many hundred percent all the time, never done anything in my life except Tez people in the grotto. I think we have a lot that have sort of navigated both sides a little bit. 
But if you can't think of it in the dollar sense, because the test muddies it, start thinking in that E sense, in which case, I think you're going to go, I'm not taking 0.1 ETH. Like, I've, it really? I mean, do you guys want to take 0.1 ETH on a base card when you know that other base cards are two or, like we just saw, sold for seven and a half? Well, actually, that's what he took down. I was thinking what he took down. It actually sold for almost 10, right? So Dot Pigeon just sold for nearly 10 ETH, okay? Dot Pigeon's over 10 ETH. Are you telling me, okay, based on that, that you're a, uh, it's a, a 100X against your 0.1? <laughs> I think your 0.1s are, are, are kind of cheap if you look at it that way. And yeah, I think- a way to look at it. I think you're, I don't think any, I don't think anybody in the grotto, I think if you go to the grotto right now and you're like, I'll buy you out at 0.1 for every base card you got. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. What is, what is this, base fish mafia? Right? Hey, okay. hey. No, no, hey, hey. Um, so, I'm, 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 I'm just, just keep that in mind. That, and this is the thing that maybe we'd be talking about in LFGs if I were around. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm not putting a timetable out there as far as when I'm going to return. Okay. Cause I've got some stuff that I'm working on. Okay. Yeah, you got to come back when you're ready. Like, I think yeah. that's the it's best when, way to when do we're it. ready, when I have the things done, okay. To let us go. I do have a couple things that I would, in my mind, I would like to be back by such and such time to do this thing. Okay. Hopefully. Okay. But, um, but I'm also not going to sweat it. This is good. I'm like in a groove. Even, even though I didn't feel great this week, painted a lot, painted good stuff, feeling good about it. Oh, man. Here, I'm, I'm about to mint this one. Hold on. Where is it? Just, I'm going to mint this when we get off. Uh, oh, beautiful. Okay. I, I can't wait for you to say We'll see if anybody understands what I'm saying with that one. But that's that's a, a you know, so so we've I got some. That. You have? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so we're, 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 you know, I've got cool stuff going on. I'm going to show you one more. Yeah, okay. okay. I, mean, I missed you guys. No, not too much giggling, but this one will also be minted today. Oh my God. People are going to love that. <laughs> people are going to love that. And by people, I mean the very small amount that are going to be getting these. <laughs> Can you tell people what the series is so we can talk about it a little bit? Uh, that, that, that I'm minting here? Well, the, yeah, the, the ones you just showed me are part of something. That, I don't know if you want to keep yeah, that. These are, world, these, are, these are the, the semifinals flags. Yeah, so these are the flag World evolutions. Um, I started looking at, like, who all had sent them into burn versus, like, held them back. And it looks like I think Luch and Crouton might have had some doubles. So we are going to see some of those retained. But I think – one of those even more effort Morocco's, the one it's gone. It's gone. gone. I love it's that. Gone. That's so that so means, sad. That means only one remains of of you know they're they're gonna have um, four variations. Okay. And it, there's only one left. God. That's it's just crazy. wild to think. Yeah. You have the picture saved, I hope somewhere right oh yeah no and they're on the block i mean you you can go look at them on the blockchain and they're the shows they're in the null wallet they're in the burn wallet you know you oh know, okay you know, 
Yeah, it's, it's, it, that's the weird thing here, right? It's not vaporized away. Um, but but yeah, yeah, it's the God. Like, the, I love that that even more effort Morocco too. The deconstructed flag? Yeah, where the, the star had fallen off each line. Oh, Deddy Toski put it in her top five, her grotto top five, and it's now gone. And that's how we do the art project, baby. If it's got to go, it's got to go. Like that's go. Awesome. it really is. It's, it's awesome. Um, and so, yeah, we're uh, very close to finishing the, the semifinals. Um, I've got three of the four done. I'm working on the fourth one today, along with another painting, which I hope to finish up today. I've been working off the last couple. Uh, and then we'll just have the finals. So that means Argentina and France will get to advance. Okay. They'll have another choice. Right, they'll see what they just got and they'll decide. Um, and then uh, we'll have uh, so they they'll decide, and then Argentina will have to decide if they go all the way. I think you have so, to. I think for the here's, here's what's have to. It, here's what's beautiful about this. For Argentina, there are only five holders total. Okay, because they want to win all the way through. There are six versions. So no matter what, you could theoretically end up with five one-of-ones and one of them is vaporized, depending on how they play them out, okay? You'd think those people have to talk. There's got to be something going on there to figure that out. I, I hope they don't. I don't like it. There's a little collusion. But but, but the, the weird thing in this that I love that I threw in is a little twist. It's not a final decision. Anybody can go back and at any time burn their low effort. <clears throat> you know, you can like leapfrog. You can burn a low effort to go all the way to the end. So all five are in play when you get to the championship celebration. Right. Oh, I forgot about that little wrinkle. Like you didn't have to evolve throughout the entire time. You can choose to evolve at any point. My two, my two from Canada and Iran didn't make it far enough to get to any kind of evolving so i missed out on that so yeah so it's <clears throat> i think it's kind of neat the way that it that it plays there in that <clears throat> at the end people can come out come out of the woodwork and 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 everybody thinks oh well they've already got their one-on-one maybe they're gonna burn one-on-ones the france you showed me that's the only one there's only no, one of those is it is it the only one no there's two if you look in the burn wallet Two are owned by the burn wallet, and one is still owned. Oh, I see. There's two. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. an idiot. It's all right. You're new at this. It's I'm not like you've been here for a year and a half. I was just um, looking through the burn wallet and seeing that yeah. I think some stuff got burned away, but we still have a yeah. lot of stuff to get rid of in there. Yeah, so there, there were only four Francis to begin with. So there's two one-of-ones and now a two, okay? And again, there's, there still is another evolution. So there will be five Frances and there's only four. Very similar to, to Argentina with six and five. Love it. Uh, one other thing that happened in the grotto that I wanted to mention was poor Mark. I don't know if you saw that saga. Well, I did. I stepped in. I saw I saw it the moment it happened. Um, let's talk about this. <laughs> Mark's gonna, Mark is now hoping to crawl under a rock. So look, the crazy thing is it happened to me the day before, okay? Wombat had, had lowered the price on her one-on-one on Tez. 
from a thousand tabs, which she had on for a while, to six hundred. She she wanted to to get some some liquidity. And I thought, well, you know what, Wombat, I want to give you the I want to give you what you were asking for. It I want your one on one. So I offered a thousand tabs. She had dropped it to six hundred. Immediately, the bot bought it from her at six hundred and accepted my thousand and fucking stole that money. All in the same block too. They're getting very sophisticated. And it's because there's not much activity. That's it's easy to do. But same thing happened to Mark. He now Mark was he was trying to buy something from NFT Biker. He thought he was offering on NFT Biker, but he'd been looking at Gelt or whatever and put it in there. And so he yeah. And and so here's the deal. Doesn't matter what you're trying to do if you ever put an offer in over. So they were looking at Gelt, which is is a one, you know, eight Tez, one Tez, whatever, right? They're looking at everything and they're running it and they will pop you and take it. Um, and it doesn't matter that these are accounts that are already banned by object. Object, you know, fuck, I'm just taking their, their cut on both transactions. Object's not blacklisting these wallets. They say, oh, you can't interact with the wallet unless they steal your money. Fucking That's nonsense. ridiculous. Ridiculous. But, um, but yeah, Mark was, uh, you know, our old boy NFT biker. Mark wanted something from NFT biker. And then, so I gave, I, the moment I saw it happen, I gave Mark back his royalty. So at least instead of spending 300, he spent 225. What a nice guy. And and that's how we take care of our own. Like it, like people were saying, had I seen that, I would have popped it and given you your money back. But these bots are just too quick. Like, I don't think we'll ever be able to help each other out in that that fashion. The bots are always going to beat us. Yeah. They're, they're all over it. And, um, and not only that, I do, I think it's going to be funny so this one might take a while. It might take a while for us to say that 225 tests for a one gelt was a good deal. But I could see us saying, remember when that was that we thought that was outlandish? Well, especially if Tez goes back up. Like that'll <laughs> right. be real easy to say very fast. Like <laughs> he set a nice floor. That's all I can say. I don't want to well, see another gelt move for less than 300. For, for a moment, and it's, I guess it's still going because no gelt is sold, but Luch is worth 14 million Tez market yeah. If he checks his little... On his gelt, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> thank you for that one, Mark. Um, but Mark and I have talked about it already. I'm just busting balls. Um, yeah, Grotto Fave. awareness. Just watch the offers that you're putting out there. Grotto fave NFT biker. Um, so we're gonna have look, we're gonna have a little fun. We don't need to spend too much time on this, but I want to have a little fun. Uh, introduce a new thing here. We like to talk about the art, even though we just talked about a lot of money. I get it. I get it. Every once in a while, I, I tell you we 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 want to focus on something, but I gotta tell you guys some things. Sorry. And I haven't been around. Um I'm going to spin the wheel. I have I have loaded up all of our teams, okay? Um, and we're going to spin this wheel, and it's going to tell us which team we're going to talk about the art. I'm excited. know what we're talking about, and it's... Oh, it, oh, it ticked over. 
X's. Oh, love it. So, so kids, go ahead and bring up your X's on object and sort of my oldest because you got all the paintings in there. Um, this is actually the the series that I entered on. I believe um, my first weekend, Joe Kerrigan was the one that was stopping. So that was 47, still a stoner. Um, that was, yeah, that was my first card. So, so we, I've talked about this. This is, this is one of the early, early, early teams, right? Um, this is, this is a team that, that very easily came together for me. Um, like very easily. I mean, I, I painted almost every one of these, like over a couple weeks span. Okay. Um, because it just fit. It just, this is what was that, that, that concept of the, the baseball team being what their mascot is. And to this day, I still think that like the funniest thing is that it's one person's exes. Yes. I like the, um, the idea of having the, the pennant at the top explain like why there are an ex-boyfriend. Um, right. Yeah, and so this this is the, it was it gives me that that play um, where it allows instead of the position to be the explanation of, of why, right? So let's let's start with with Joe Kerrigan. So let's talk. <laughs> remember, we're looking at this as a painting, and so I want you, Kitch, to to walk me through what you what you're seeing. What you what do you think? What am I trying to say? So with him being 47, still a stoner, the first things that I see are the red eyes. It's great that you snuck that in there. He's definitely, you know, real low. They're red, you can tell, but not like, it's not like cartoonish. He actually looks like he's been smoking. <laughs> and then the the stoner necklace is just the cherry on top, like that little choker with the, you know, the little triangle thing on it. So stoner necklace to me is so fucking funny. And that's why it's a three Z's trait. I mean, it's it's iconic. <laughs> it's nobody calls that a stoner necklace that I've ever heard of or anything. But we know if you if somebody first of all, <clears throat> if a forty seven year old man is wearing that necklace, you know so much about him. You can buy weed off that guy. One hundred percent. He might sleep on a couch, but he can sell you some weed. And then, now this one for me resonates more, I think. But but what about his his headwear there? The beanie's nice. You know it smells. You know his hair under there is is unkempt and unwashed, all natural. Um, the hat looks warm, but it looks warm outside. You know he's wearing a short sleeve shirt, but he's still wearing that goddamn beanie. So. For me, being nearly 47, <clears throat> obviously I was I was much younger when I painted this, but not I mean not much younger. I was still in my 40s, right? But look, I have a hard time with an adult man wearing a beanie when it's not when he's not shoveling snow. Right. Okay. Like I I get it. I understand. I understand. I'm, I understand the hoodies and I understand the beanies and I understand. But look at this from my perspective, okay? I, I'm sure a lot of you are like, oh, I got a beanie on right now, bro. Okay, I get it. I, I, I know. 
I understand that happens. But to me, <laughs> an adult man, <laughs> first of all, he's on a baseball field. It's a we sunny day. To, the sun is reflecting sunny, off his face. It's hot. It's a, it's a sunny day. <laughs> he's squinting, looking at the sun. It's a hot one. <laughs> and, and so, look, by the time I get to Joe Kerrigan, <clears throat> He was not my first, but he was actually, I think he was about the third one I did. Let me, let me think through this real quick. See if I can, I can remember my language. And you did this before the thought of the NFT project? Were these a series that oh, was already yeah. painted? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I didn't. This was years before I knew what NFT was. I did these. Look, I started painting in, in May of, of 18. Okay. And I want to say I did these maybe November, December, December, like December of 18 is when I started on these. And I want to say, I know that Dave Cash was the second one that I did. I'm almost certain that Mike Jurgen, when Mike Jurgensen, Dave Cash, Joe Kerrigan, Wayne Garrett, Woody Fryman, Dale Murray. You think Mike was one? Pretty certain that, that Mike Jurgensen was one. You want to you switch to him for a second? Yeah, well, let me, let me just let's finish on, on Kerrigan. So by the time I got Kerrigan, now I'm like steamrolling and I know like this is this is perfect. I mean, this this I've been I'd already painted some of the elephant men, like multiple elephant men, but I was not like banging them out. It was it was it was, you know, it was a very emotional thing to be like painting those here. I was actually kind of developing some painting chops and like playing around a bit. Right. And, and enjoying it. And so by the time I get to Kerrigan, now I'm like, how can I subtly convey? Because I don't want everything to be outlandish. Right? You can see that in this series where some are subtle and then some are like just goddamn hilarious because they're out in the open, like Pepe, like the whole background is now a dance floor. Like Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so so with Kerrigan, it's like how can I subtly compare? Also, let's keep in mind for these, this is early on, right? These are very much, there's, there's, there's these are the baseball cards. Okay. If you take the, the 77 Joe Kerrigan, 77 top Joe Kerrigan actual card and put it alongside this, they're very, very similar, right? I, I, I was still very green in how far I could expand and change things. Okay. Um, I didn't, I didn't feel that I, 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 I didn't trust myself that my chops were, were good enough to really start expanding. So these are pretty rudimentary as far as I'm concerned. Right. So you've got a portrait like Joe Kerrigan here. And I was, I was looking like, how can I subtly convey what are, what are little things? Okay. And, and so Kerrigan is, is, just the touch of red in the eyes. Just dry. I dried his. I dried his his lips out just a little bit because I don't think he's got a comfortable sleeping situation. It's right? like cotton mouth. Yeah, he's got. We know. Yes, he's like he's here on time for picture day. He's barely there on time for picture day. Okay. <laughs> and and so so that's 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 where it is. I mean, this is you know. 
there are others in here which are, are a bit a bit deeper. But for the most part, I was enjoying this stuff, right? <laughs> which one do you want to go to? I got stuff to say about all of these. Grab, grab one. Grab whichever one. So <laughs> Dave Cash is one of my favorite ones. Uh, I don't even know how you come up with not even Jamaican. Like it's just like what a concept. So so okay. Keep in mind, keep in mind that this is someone's ex. And what's the reason that they're at, right? Okay. So Dave Cash. I just imagine when you're talking maybe Dave Cash was your was your boyfriend a while ago. Okay. And you're like, he just it just Dave was in a different spot in his life than when that he was not ready for whatever you thought you were going to have or whatever. Okay. And yes, he was, he was into his outfit and he was into, you know, he had a look. He certainly did have a look. Okay. You can tell he's got a lot of, of hair going on underneath the, the, the tricolor hat there. Right. And then you're like, and he wasn't even, Jamaican. He like pretended like he was Jamaican the whole time, but he wasn't even Jamaican. It just like sums it up, I think. I feel like he's the kind of guy who'd have two rums and then start throwing around an accent that he didn't. Oh no, he had the accent the whole time. Oh God. He absolutely lived the accent out and everything. And then it turned out you met his mother and no. No. She's from Cleveland. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's from Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> the art on this one's really good. I think it's exceptional. Like the the necklaces that he's wearing, um, you don't see those right away, but they're there. That detail, I love it. Um, I thought some of the shading and stuff on his face was great. Where the way it captures the light, um, I just I love this painting. I think it's one of the better ones where he's like looking away from the camera where he's kind of dignified, but it's funny that he's so dignified wearing that hat where he's not a Rastafarian, but still ha- like, it's not dreadlocks in there. He's just throwing out inside of his hat. I feel like, and that's probably to keep your dreadlocks up high. Yeah. And that, he doesn't have any dreadlocks. No, he's, he does. He's got some dreads. He, he's got some stuff going on, but he's got, it's they're, they're like in back and folds them up the top and over or something you know i mean he's got he's got enough hair in there to keep that thing up okay but he's not even jamaican it's like come on we get it really i've known that guy whether he's jamaican or whether he's whatever the guy that just like commits to a a role well i mean him and joe kerrigan probably hang out i mean they definitely smoke i think most of these guys hang out well who do you think buys weed off of who does Dave buy it from Joe or does Joe buy it from Dave? I think, I think, I don't think either of them makes a living at, at selling it. So they both have bought from the other. Okay. It's whoever's got it at the time. Yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, do you have any? And Ron Hunt's like, I don't touch that stuff. <laughs> He's just doing lines. Oh boy. So, so, so look, so, so, so yeah, I mean, this is, for me, a lot of this series um, was me learning. And, and look, I didn't know how to do faces. Don't forget that. 
I went back and did all these faces about a year, maybe a year and a half later. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I had not, I, I've, I've said this before, but I didn't, I, I, it took me a while to even take a risk at trying to paint somebody's face. So which ones probably look like their cards? I'm guessing like Don Carithers probably looks pretty similar to that. Yeah. The way Joe Kerrigan does, but Don Stanhouse, Eric, I think these people, you've completely changed their faces. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, Eric, uh, Wayne Garrett, um, Jerry White. I mean, there's some evolution to Jerry White too. Um, Pepe is probably a different face. Yeah. Yeah. So, God, I just pulled that one up. Jesus Christ. The pants that Pepe Frias is wearing. So it's funny because I, I remember, I think this is where like, I wasn't, I just didn't feel confident in my painting a lot of it yet. You know, this was pretty early. And I wasn't, I, I'm like, I wasn't really great at mixing colors yet. And, and I mean, this is, we're talking, this stuff here is some of my very first squash work. Well, I think you kind of, you nailed some stuff with the Pepe Frias where like you see the lights on the dance floor in the background, he'll have red on one side and green on the other where the light is actually shining on his body. So it's not like you neglected that at all. Well, and what I was trying to do, so he's still on a ball field. He's still, and I, I like that he's still in a stadium. Okay. And you can see the line going out, the outfield line, see the mm -hmm. fence and the trees behind it. You can see the, the Okay. But I wanted to capture this idea that wherever he went, people knew that he was a dancer. It's a dance floor wherever he goes. It's a dance floor wherever he goes. Yeah. And that's great when you, you're like, I've always wanted a guy that can dance. I love to dance. Oh, I love to dance. I want a guy that will go out dancing with me until you realize that he is. He doesn't He's care good. He's too good. All he wants to do is dance. All he wants to dance and like you don't dance well enough and you can't keep up and we don't even. Yeah. So he's. You probably escaped getting murdered, to be honest. You thought you, thought you were getting you thought you were getting what you wanted. Yeah. You thought you were getting what you wanted. You always wanted the guy who will go out dancing with you. You and the girls love to go out and dance. But Pepe is too good a dancer, and so so look, I, it, this was the first time maybe that I most of that card is painted, right? Also, let, let's 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 look at the the Murball here. Um, I've never been happy with it, but I think it works. It definitely does. But I just I I, I would. I would probably change it if I if I were in a different position now. But um, but I like that. I mean, look, it, the idea of those those like I don't know what they're called, but the flares, like the, the the light flares there. Yeah, that's a very like you might not even know the like dance shows from the late seventies, early eighties. I've seen it, and if you look at the old videos, it actually does that effect, like yeah. on the videos. Yeah, I, I wear glasses, so. Every light looks like that to me. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> but that, but that's I wanted I wanted to evoke like this whole. It was a thing. I mean, 
I don't think you'd understand that we used to watch just local kids dance every well, Friday you're not, night. You're not that old, so you probably knew like break dancing and stuff like that, where like that was probably pretty big. Oh, I yeah, believe me, I I tied a bandana around a knee or two. <laughs> got some cardboard out trying to spin on my head, you know. Yeah, literally, I got some cardboard out on my dirt road that I lived on. Oh, I did. Not a blade of grass in sight. No, 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 there's still grass there. <laughs> but but we, even when I was in high school, there was still a local dance show on Fridays that you would go and try to be on the dance show. I never went because kind of, Jesus, Threes was not doing that. But but yeah, we there was a, a run in this world where you would watch local people dance. <laughs> it's before TikTok. I think people also, there's two things I want to point out here. You can look at the whole collection on object like I'm doing right now, but to click into each one of the cards, I'm doing it as we're talking. It's like you forget how much detail is in there. Cause when you see them from afar, you might not catch these smaller things. You get a chance, pull some of these cards up and pull them up big on your monitor and check them out. There's so many small things in there. that are just great. The second thing I was going to say is, you have to remember because it's been so goddamn long since we had like a, a season that these come out one at a time. So we were anticipating like, what's the next X going to be. And I can remember when Don Stanhouse hit and it's just fucked your sister. I think I hit the fucking floor. Like I just thought that was so funny. <laughs> oh, so, why is he up? Oh, Cause he fucked your sister. So, Don Stanhouse here. Um, I just—he's just a fucking doofus, right? But he—he he thinks he's cute. He thinks he's—he's he's got a perm, okay, which happened back then. Um, the pop collar, the just everything about him is a guy that would fuck your sister. I think of him in my brain as uh, Shooter McGavin from Happy Gilmore, but with a yeah. perm. Yeah, yeah, I can—I can get behind that. I mean, yeah, that's. Good. That, that's what he's going for. Meanwhile, just for a little uh, little backstory here, I based his hair off of Richard Simmons. I mean, I see the Richard Simmons vibes. And I'm looking at the, the description now, something I haven't looked at in probably almost a year. But it says, uh, it was Cheryl of all the sisters, Cheryl. And I hope that comes back somehow into the story. <laughs> of all the sisters, it's fucking Cheryl. <laughs> what about uh, let's see? Let, let, let's let's talk about Eric Reich because Eric Reich is one that's later. It's okay. the logo of the podcast. The logo of the podcast. Okay. Um. But at this point, like. Like Eric Reich looks, this is, this is Eric Reich is nothing like this. His card, you know, I completely changed. Like I, 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 there's somebody that I had in mind when I painted this. Okay, and he's a, a comedian of sorts. He um, named Connor O'Malley. Um, I don't know. I think he's on YouTube. I think he's on TikTok. I don't know. He's a writer. He like sometimes writes for SNL. He does. He, he, he big part of a show called uh, Joe Para. Uh, talks to you or something. Um, he's just a, a guy. He's married to Eddie Bryant. 
but to me, he's, I just admire this kid. He's, he's probably 15 years younger than me or whatever. Um, I just, I, I, I just wanted to like capture him. And he, he just, to me is like this, the kind of guy who is not only going to break up with you, but he's going to explain that it's because he needs to focus on his podcast. He gives me Gary Busey vibes. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. I mean, but just, just, just ridiculous. Okay. Um, so I really like this one, and I, I like it. And and at this point, see now because I'll tell you, I painted this one um, like early in twenty uh, uh, twenty one. Okay, right. Probably I probably painted this one after I quit my job. Okay. So this is maybe the first piece now that I think about this. It's maybe the first piece that I painted knowing that I was going to offer as a painted NFT. Wow. Okay. And so there's actually like the the weird fence that I have him against. Okay. Is just an element that I have there. So that I can, it's, it's not just going to be a flat painted background. I like got I'm it. already thinking, I'm thinking about, cause now as I, as, as anything that I paint now, because it's being painted into this, right? Like I, I do that. I'll, I, I will, I'll imagine, okay, well, what happens when this gets painted? What changes? What, you know, to me, it looks like almost um, like a recording studio. Yeah, well, that's I like that. I like that you're seeing that. Yeah. You know what I mean with like the the egg carton stuff or whatever, where it's sound reverberation, but it also leaves it open for the evolution when they do the uh, the correlation. Well, that's I mean I think this is this, I'm glad you brought that up. We all know that every every series, every team has a correlated team. Okay, we only know. I've announced and I had to explain conceptually what I meant, right? I've only announced the Cardinale. They're defrocked Cardinale. That's the easiest one to wrap your head around, I think. And it was a good example to bring of like, this is the correlated series. We'll explain why each one of them was kicked out of the church. Right. And that's, and so that's, we, you know, like you said, easy to understand. I do think, and I'll be, you know, we, we don't really talk about this often. And I'm glad it's not a thing I want to see kicking around, okay? Because I don't like when you guys talk about it in the future. But um, I'm always curious. I You know, if I'm playing the game, okay, I would imagine that the exes, it's the boyfriend, or the girlfriends, rather, or the or the wives, or the boyfriends, or the husbands, right? Huh. So like, I'm not I, 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 but But I'm not... And I'm saying this because I don't always go to the obvious. So don't get yourselves hung up. Right. There are some, in my some brain. that match up. There's some that match up very specifically that you that 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 you you're, you're just assuming them. And I would assume that others uh, you go through the, the the series, right? That some of them you're like, well, obviously it's going to be this. I don't see. So- in that same vein, I almost thought exes might go back in time to show them with the single person 
that who all these exes were with at the time. I mean, there's a lot of different ways you could go about doing it. You could show them in the future. I mean, he left to focus on podcasts. Maybe he's podcasting the next time you see him. Or with the subs, you might show them in their normal everyday outfit. So you have like, um, you know, our assistant junior principal. Maybe he's like being a principal instead of, you know, getting tied up and whatnot. Like, I, I don't like to speculate too much because like you said, I don't want to influence anything, but I also just excited to see them roll out. You know, whenever it happens, I think we'll be surprised and elated to see where our characters are. <clears throat> have you, um, have you noticed anything uh, with these 77s across any of the other teams? Oh, that's a good question. I have all my cards sorted here. Let me sort by year. Look at my other 77. So we have a lot of X's, but we also have some subs. So we have Pete LeCock, uh, Raymond Hernandez, and uh, the Paul Russell card. Um, and then we have a Joni House is one, as well as Lynn McLaughlin from the Cardinale. That's the ones that I own. There's probably some more. You don't own a Kiko? I lost my Kiko. It was a whole thing. I'm, oh, really? You lost it? Did you check under the bed? Well, I, I sold it on accident because I left it listed. And I, it was, I'm an idiot. I'm still trying to get that back. Like you said at the beginning of the podcast, sell something accident or not, you might not see that card again. I'm kind of I'm in that boat at the moment. So, but Kiko's also one. What do I have to notice about these? So, what if I just type in 1977? Will that pop me up a bunch of cards? Yeah, they should bring. Them up. Oh yeah. So actually, Molotov, Jones, and Frozen Carbone are both. 77s as well um looking at them it's all the same format they have like the the pennant in the top right explaining stuff so that's why we get the piggy slut that's why we get the junior high principal in there um you know that's why kiko has what does her say shetland or something no, two sweet boys <laughs> um I, I like the idea of having the pennant explain something or have like a little moniker up there like the Lynn McLaughlin one, married a nun. That might be a little hint of the defrocking that might be happening there. Um, but what did you want to bring to my attention about these? Oh, yeah, just, just that. So go look at Astro Van Arsen. Um I Wasted Brothers is a 77. Yeah, oh, yeah. And it's got the big pennant across the top. So that must have been like a a special a card. Of, yeah, it was. It was a, the, those, those, those cards underneath are called Big League Brothers. Oh, okay. What about Trash Bros? The championship card's a 77. It's a 77 as well, yeah. But, uh, so Astro Van Arsen, um, it has him labeled there as a pitcher, right? Mm -hmm. So originally in 77, that's the position. That's the, the, the design element that they used for the, 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 the position, right? And I've I've taken I've co-opted it um, when 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 it fits to use this like little caption like a little caption bubble like a little uh, you know which which is cool I I, I, I like the way you used it for Molotov where it turned into the flame yeah that's cool I love it I actually want to do more of this and sort by the years and check them out like even turn back the clock the Loch Ness monster it's a seventy seven. Is the entire Exus series, they're all 77s? Except for Ron Hunt. So do we have any other series that stick to a year? I feel like you hop around with some of them. 
the Cardinale are predominantly 64s. Okay. So that's the thing. So look, right here, we have a, let's, let's, let's talk through this, okay? Mm -hmm. Why would the 77Xs, why would they, why would they be so heavily represented all together at once? Maybe they won a championship together or something. Okay, well, no. Who are they again? They're a single person's ex-boyfriends. Chances are most of those ex-boyfriends are the same age. That so makes sense. Yeah, yeah. They played in the same era together. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so you would convey that these guys are all peers in the league right so like astro van arson might know raymond hernandez because they're around like kiko might be the lady in question maybe it's so, yeah. so you got the cardinale okay go to the cardinale real quick all of them are the 64s the team the team okay and so we have some 64s. We have a 77 that's – and then a 78. And the 87 is a record breaker. Um, Ken Daly was on that team, it looks like, because he was an 87. So the 77, okay, the 78, the 87, the 87, right? Mm -hmm. Right? There's 87-88. Are those base cards? Are they chase cards? Are they they're awards, yeah. Or they're a, like a team card that came out in the second set. Which still was what? How did you get the Ken Daly? As a chase card, yeah, you're right. Yeah, okay. okay. So, so go look at them again. Yeah, we got Lynn was the first chase. 77 chase, Okay. It's the next chase. Then we got a couple 64 chases in there, but then you've got a 78. The Vern chase. Rat. Yep. Then you've got an 88 award. Then you've got another base card, 64. Yep. Then you got. So, who are peers here? The like regular base card people versus okay. the award cards or chase cards. Yeah. So the 64s are all card, Cardinale concurrently. Okay. Okay. Even the awards and the chases are starting to match up. 77, Lynn McLaughlin, and 78, Vern Rule. Very close. 87, Ken Daly. 88, Ash Ashford Wicker III. Okay. When I build these out, when I when I conceive of these, okay, we talk about correlated series. Okay, you guys don't even really consider the correlation of the team itself, and I don't think you're alone in this kitchen. I think this happens a lot with people who aren't really thinking through this stuff about why why on earth did I decide to pay all of the X's. Is 1977s. 
it stands out. Well, turns out there's another one stands out just as much, which is all the 64s of the Cardinale. Okay. There's a there's a lot of 64 subs as well, but not all of them. And what's funny is the award cards for the subs are really spread out. You have a 1970, you have a, a 75. The 70s, not, 70s, this, the 70s not an award. Oh, yeah, you're right. That's Ken Rudolph. I wonder why he's uh, different there as a number two. He's not different. It's just. Played for a different team. Different era. Different year. A different year. Six years later, after the bulk of people. Yeah, that's something I really want to dive into. 75 is a crapshoot. We got Larona, Bill Bonham, the leading fireman, Raphael Lima. A lot of people in 75 from different places. So here's the thing. Any give, We call them season 10, season 9 as we're unfolding the franchise era, right? Because I got to teach you guys. I got to explain, give you some context to where we are in the evolution of the project. Okay? Theoretically, I could ideally drop a 19... 65 series. Right. And they could yeah, all be different teams. Yeah, yeah. They could all be different teams. Because when you guys, right now, right now we just had season nine of the Imaginary Baseball League, wherein the season nine elephants played the season nine Cardinale, who played the season nine, right? Mm-hmm. That's all you guys. That's you guys playing against each other conceptually, right? Being represented by in that particular season, it was the unveiling of the history of the league from 1953, Jim Pendleton, okay, to 1989, Andy McGaffigan. I'm looking at that right now. That's our biggest gap of any series. Yeah. Okay. Huh. So, when you have when you have years that correspond, doesn't matter what series they're in, you can assume that they interacted, that they knew each other, that they played together. Whether you personally knew somebody, you at least knew of them because you play against them. I got guys that I played against that that went on to really tremendous careers. I never knew them. I played against them. We were peers in a sense, right? Yeah. Okay, same thing here. You're not going to know everybody. But if you're on the team, you're going to know everybody. You might not be best friends with everybody on that team. But you're going to live some sort of similar life. Half of your life for the 1977 season was spent together on a plane or at a hotel or in a stadium chasing tails somewhere or at a bar or whatever. Okay. And the opposite of that is true too, where you have like an Andy McGaffigan who plays for the elephant men in 89. And they talk about, you know, the good old days with Jim Pendleton, you know, around the clubhouse, they reminisce about the fifties when all this started, you know, look, when I was, when I was like, let me see how I would in like, when I was like 12, 
13, 11, 12, 13, there was a coach. He was a, a, an instructor. He was, was called a roving instructor or a special assistant. or He was just a guy. His name was Jimmy Reese. Okay? And he was a coach for the California Angels before they became the Anaheim Angels. Okay? He had been Babe Ruth's roommate. Okay? An old fucker. Babe Ruth died. Okay? Check my math on this one. But I believe he died in 30... No, Garrett died in 39. I think Babe Ruth died in like 42. Okay? Babe Ruth died 50 years before this guy, I met this guy who, who was, was his roommate. <laughs> who's his roommate, okay? But was still teaching the game. He was still wearing a goddamn baseball uniform. A 90-year-old man shuffling around and he would show up to spring training every day and everybody loved him and he would just tell stories and he'd hang out and he knew things. And he knew, oh, see, he's, he's, his foot's wrong. You don't want to lead with that foot. This is why you do this thing and in my day, whatever, right? There's a chance that Jim Pendleton in 1989. Third base coach. Third, yeah. Oh, absolutely. You got people that are lifers. You can see people reappear, especially in a franchise. Now, because people play on so many different teams because of free agency and stuff, it's not quite there. But it used to be. When I was that same kid and met Jimmy Reese, Willie Mays was at every spring training in the outfield with the minor leaguers, okay? When I played, there were guys who were legends that you got to meet and hang out with and just sit around and all they want to do is talk baseball. It's a club. Just, it is. And you yeah. come back. And so so you're there very well, okay? Don Carruthers could pull up in his RV to 1988 X's spring training park it out behind the outfield wall, crack open a beer, and hang out with the fellas. Okay. That opens up a lot of opportunities for the interactions between these teams, between the years, between trading players from team to team. Like, it does tell a story, and sometimes that's missed when you don't look at it in chronological order or take the time to break them down like this. So, I, I mean, I really appreciate the, the insight. Yeah, and so this is, this is why. Look, you, you said earlier – Open up the descriptions. Look at them, right? Look at the paintings. I think there are a lot of you who you you collect them now. You you don't want to get rid of them. You want them, okay? You want them because I've made you want them. You understand that you're going to need them. That you and you kind of develop an affinity for them and everything. But not many of you really look through your collections. Look, I know guys like Collector Die does. He'll just DM me out of the blue and be like, man, I'm looking at this. I fucking love Mike Jurgensen. I just love Mike Jurgensen. Oh, my God. He's fucking great, right? Go through and read the stuff. Sometimes I get a little worried. Sometimes I don't. Okay? <laughs> so let's, let's just say, let's just remember, in October of 2021, we had a team event. At that team event, Okay. Gave you guys some base cards to play with. Base cards. Esteban Diacono. Okay. A 1964 NFT. Number 17, I think. 16. 
16. Number 16. Okay. We were done. Everyone, we were done with the NFTs. The NFTs were done at number 15. Oh, well, never going to have a series two again. <laughs> really? When did I ever say that? It's funny to think about the team of NFT artists in 64. <laughs> I think Esteban Diacono may have been his most relevant in 1964. <laughs> <laughs> what a great card. Um, the story behind him not really acknowledging you at all is just priceless. <laughs> so, so look. When I talk about there being a lot of layers to this, it's because there's a lot of layers to life. There's a lot to this. Whatever you're into, whatever your your sphere, your world is, there's all these moving pieces. They all somehow are interconnected, right? It's no different in this world. It's no different in this world. 1977, X's, Joe Kerrigan, 47 still stoner. Probably not the only time he was ever on a baseball card. Okay. Now. <laughs> 53 still stoner. I can't wait. <laughs> so now there are guys. There are men out there right now who are insurance agents. Okay. Who uh, are car salesmen. Okay, when I bought my 19, uh, well, not I bought, when my, when my Infinity was purchased for me when I was in high school, because I was a con man, my mother, uh, we bought it from a guy who had played for the Milwaukee Braves. The Milwaukee Braves. Most of you don't even know that they were a team, right? But guess what? In fact, I'm, I, now I'm going to have to go look. I bet he was a teammate of Jim Pendleton. Because Jim Pendleton was on the 1953 Milwaukee Braves. And I'm almost certain that this guy played for the Braves from 53 to 55. He didn't even have a big league card. He played in the big leagues for three seasons and never got a card. There are people who, who only got one card. People got lots of cards. Now everybody gets cards. Everybody. Everybody. It doesn't matter if you play minor leagues or on up. Everybody's getting multiple cards, right? Didn't used to be that. That's like a really new thing. Like I'm saying since like the late 90s thing, if that, early 2000s, right? Used to be special deal to be on a baseball card for some guys. So yeah, Woody Fryman, we may never see him again. Okay? But then again, he looks like an old guy that's played around a bit. Okay? He looks like a guy that maybe had been on the subs before. Got traded from the subs to the to the axis, right? There's a I did a painting early. Early. One of the very first. Actually, no, 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 no. I was gonna say one of the very first gouache, but it's not even gouache. I've got a fully fleshed out painting. Okay. That I've not minted. Okay. I don't, I don't even mind telling you, because now you can just wait and it'll appear at some point. Okay. But this is where, and we're going back to, to uh, you know, 2018, probably June of 18. This is probably six weeks after I painted Loyal Leathers, okay? 
And I painted a guy in full gimp. Okay. And he's not playing for the subs. And he has, he's full gimp, but he's wearing the cap of another team. And you can see all around him, the other team, very much what they are. Okay. Oh, God. He had been traded. And that was the first time where I conceived of painting players from one thing as another because they've been trained, because they, you know, and it's, it's one of my favorites from the early days. That's, that's, who knows when that comes out. Okay. But, but it's, and that's, that's one instance. We it's, already not, it's not gouache. Hmm? It's not gouache. This is marker. This is, this is Sharpie and, and Whiteout. Yes. Yes. I can't wait to see that. Okay, and so what I'm saying is, <laughs> if you've got, if you, when we get to 24 teams, okay, and there are 25 players per team per season, not to mention people moving up and down, getting hurt, being replaced, whatever. You just say everybody's 25, okay? That's 600 players per year. Per year, right, yeah. Holy okay. shit, threes. And we go back to the 50s. <laughs> why, why are we stopping at the 50s? I've already told you guys that I painted cards well older than the 50s. I've already said that. I've said that on podcasts. I've said that with you. I'm kind of scared of like how old a card you might have painted on. Oh, you! it's fucking awesome. Will people get upset? <laughs> I, I, it's, it, they, they would be like, wow. I mean, at this point, they would be upset. <laughs> but they would be surprised. But look, I'm not sitting here saying that I'm going to paint, let's just say a hundred years worth of cards at 600. Yeah. You know. No, I'm going to do my best. I will, I will paint and paint and paint as we go along. Okay. Dino can but fill in the holes after you're long gone. <laughs> conceptually, maybe Esteban Diacono can fill in some holes. Maybe, maybe I bring all of the season two NFTs out to finish out the seasons. Bro, the diamonds and the spiders, like we're going to play the chains. <laughs> um, it's just I'm AI, not, <laughs> just AI cards. <laughs> I'm not saying 60,000 paintings. I'd, lo I'd love to get to 60,000 paintings. I don't think I'm going to live that long. But it doesn't matter. Conceptually, conceptually understand it. And already you do. You just don't, you're just not thinking about it. You've already seen DP, okay, from 1964, okay, to 1978. And that'll be the last one of the Balaclava guy. He'll have to be doxxed at this point. If you do any more DPS, <laughs> well, he, you know he yeah he he showed showed his little picture the other day, but you've seen Mad Dog Jones on separate teams. Yeah, but but what I'm getting at is you you can you don't need to have a DP for every year to understand. Oh wow, this guy played for the same team. Right, he's been there. Yeah. Okay, so just 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 understand that. Just be okay with it. Just enjoy it. 
I like the idea of you being like, here's a 1978 series, and it's like two cards from each team up to that point. You know what I mean? Like something like that. I mean, we we kind we kind of did that in that you know we I mean, so kind of what we did in the in the October team event, right? Yeah, exactly. I see it as an expansion pack. I just yeah, the, the possibilities are endless. You've really shown that no matter how long a time scale you put this project on, you do not run out of palettes to choose from. <laughs> like this could, if you had five of views you could do 60,000. You know what I mean? So, so look, this is where I call all of you, especially you catch out on the carpet. And I say, why did I have to 18 months into this, spend an hour explaining that element? <laughs> did you, could nobody have gotten this yet? Could this not have just been public knowledge? Cause there's a lot of things that I just expect you guys to get down the road. Not immediately. I think this is me talking. I can't talk for other people, but sometimes, and I know this is like an interactive art project where we kind of play into it, but I do like to sit back and just let it happen to me. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like, I don't question certain things too much. I know that they're there. And it's like on the tip of my tongue and I can't quite connect all of the dots, but I leave it right there. So I'm constantly surprised where I'm not trying to get too far ahead of myself to where I think something's going to happen and it's usually wrong. And I'm just bad with like disappointing myself on missing a point somewhere. So I keep it right there. And then well, look, I think, surprised. I, think you, I think you do that. And I think now it's getting to the point where it's handicapping, right? Where it's, it's limiting you a little bit because you're almost just like letting it all happen to you. You have one of the best wallets in the game. You, you don't have the deepest pockets in the game, okay? Um, but you have what most people in the game would only dream of having in your wallet, right? And I don't know that you use it as well as you could because you're just letting things happen to you. Whereas, you know, I think that you, you're in a position where you have things that you could trade to people. I think we're I think we're barely getting to the point where people are going to start to understand trading. Okay? I think a lot of that started to happen a little more a little more frequently. What we've always had, oh, uh we're in the middle of season 9. Uh who will trade a 10 for a 13? Okay. Right. Yeah, that's not trading. That's not there's nothing creative, there's nothing about that. This idea that hey, Everybody, hey, everybody, buy as many black and white answers as you can. Sure. And then you don't. Okay. But one guy does, Looch. Okay. And then Looch is like, hey, yeah, knuckleheads, you didn't do this. Now you need them. So you have some extra Dave Cashes. Those will look pretty tasty. Right. And then there's actual trades put together. And we're going to have more and more and more of that. Because we're going to have a smarter and smarter uh, group of, of, of players here that are going to want to go back in time. And so I think you're in a spot where you, you know, and, and you know, a lot of the time you can say, well, it's just my lot in life. And this is, I just got to accept that I'm not going to get the new stuff. No, that's not true at all. I've been getting no. new stuff. I've been participating in getting things. 
Um, I think my biggest thing now is like, I have a breadth of a, a nice collection, but I don't have depth in certain cards to where I have a stockpile to trade. There's a few cards I definitely could trade with a larger wallet and maybe get some stuff that I don't have, but it's things like um, High Wasted Brothers, right? I have two of those. There's only 20. So like, that's, that's a good play. Oh, but if yeah. it's called in at some point, I got to burn one. Like I'd like to keep one. That's one of my favorite cards. So yeah, no, I know you love that. So look, look this is a good point. We'll, we'll, let's speak to this for a couple of minutes and then we'll wrap up. Um, for me, you're at that crossroads now. Okay. And most, most people are, we're getting to a point where we have enough people in and they know what they're doing. And every time new people come in, that doesn't take a long to get educated. We've got a smarter, smarter group, right? You know, you're not going to get everything forever. Ever. You did for a long time because you could, because early people just needed to show up. Okay. And then not sell them. And you didn't really sell them. Okay. And so, now, you're, you, if you don't start making some sacrifices, yes, you only have one of some things, okay, that you'll never get it back if it's gone. You probably shouldn't sell that one thing, okay? Yeah, selling's not one of the options, really. It's trading for something I don't have right. or utilizing. But, but you might start going, you know what? I might break up some things that feel complete. See, it's good that we're having this conversation right now. That's a good point because they're not. I think I have a full set of subs and I don't because it's not done yet. Yeah, let's just put this out there. Nobody has a full set of any team. Right. Okay. Now, you have every piece up till this moment. You completed a series. Okay. You got the award for that portion of that series, sure. Okay. But as we've already seen, okay, for utility speak, a Diacono has just as much utility in that series as a DP. Right. That's a, no, that's a very good point. Um, and so, so there might be times where you can go, look, I'm not going to be able, if, maybe you want every access that ever comes out ever and ever for, from here until eternity. Okay. Or you want every 77 that ever comes out or you want every picture or you want whatever. This is what I'm talking about where you maybe start looking at what you're collecting, what you're into, what turns you on. Right. There may be times where you go, I might start moving some cat moms down the road when they, when the time comes up, right. To position myself to get the things in the future. That's a very good point. And I'm going to re uh, look at how I'm collecting and what, what my goals are. Um, I think for a long time, it was just accumulate, 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 you get as much of, I wanted every card kind of in the retro vein, but not to the point of, you know, achieving that. But I don't think that's a realistic goal. Like you're saying, like, I mean, it just can't happen for everyone. Even retro right. tapped out now. You know, retro said, "That's it. I didn't get the ten, the addition of ten trash pros. I'm out. I yep. can't do it." But he had every single one at the moment that that thing dropped. He had every single edition ever. Yeah, and I think it maybe it's it's better off to have enough in certain series to correlate to paint than having a complete series and missing out on correlation or painting. Yeah, you don't want to put yourself. We've learned 
<laughs> I hope, over the last six weeks, then it's about participation. It helps the project, it makes it what it is, okay? It makes it, it helps it evolve, it makes it this absolutely fluid, ever-evolving, ever-changing, ever-growing project that even new people can come into, establish themselves, and grow along with it, right? All of that's only because you guys participate. If nobody did anything, it would be very flat, okay? So I'm, I can coax you into doing these things, okay? You don't want to not paint. You don't want to not correlate. You want to put yourself in a position to be able to do those things, okay? As you've seen, the rewards given to those who participate are endless. Yes, they are. Okay. The years of I just fill out my form are long gone, my friends. <laughs> that is not participation. I'm, I'm, I'm taking a little bit umbrage at those who still feel that that's okay. Okay. And then they come in and they get their, hey, I've, I burned my one uh, white and my two black Judy's to get one dark gray and I filled in my form and I got my one flag and now I will sell it and take 200, 250 tests from the grotto because I filled in a form. I don't, that's, that's, that's not what this is about. This is not about filling my form so I can take my friend's money. Heard that. And it's, it sucks that it's still there. And it's like, wait, I thought we were friends. I thought, that, that, you know, it's like, why would you do that to your friends? Okay. Okay. You don't have time. You don't have the, you're not into it, but you fill in your form. You got your thing. Now you have your thing for the next round. Now you can, now you can, yeah. At any point, Grotto is built on second chances. You can come back in. Even if you took four seasons off. Cornholio, right? Well, we've seen that over and over again. People that, that went away, they're here, they go away, and then they come back, and you can get back in. Okay? But it's not, how do I come in, fill in the form, and then take the money, and then go away until the next form comes, and then come take the money, and then go, that's kind of a dick move. And it's not going to be celebrated. I think it's fewer and fewer as the project goes along. I think more and more people, it clicks with them that like, that's not the goal here, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so, so we'll, you know, we have a lot of growth ahead of us. We know this. Okay. We're not even worrying about it. We've got some moments right now and, and Steve is killing it, taking advantage of them. There's some deals. And then people are, are reestablishing positions and a number of people have done it, you know, sort of, in that lull between seasons and it happens and you go and you get that and starts to shake some stuff loose and then you're, you're in a better spot and then you go and start dominating the next season, right? We know that. The season's going to be so much fun this time around to see like who has stepped it up a notch. Like this I super is going to be bonkers. You guys, I don't think you understand how insane it's going to be. Um, it's going to be so, we're, we've never had this many people who fucking get it. We've doubled the amount of people who are in on everything. I'm excited, man. Doubled. Literally doubled. And so that was ahead of season nine. And season nine was madness, right? There's a whole new team. 
up for auction. I forgot about that. Well, I remember. Remember, I, I've, I've already said that I'm not in a rush to sell new franchises. Right. If someone shows up. If not, then you run it, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So, yeah. That no, might be someone's, not- like, uh, someone's, like, dream would be, like, yeah, I'll go play for the team that threes runs. Duh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Duh. <laughs> Obviously. So, yeah. So, so look. There's some deals out there right now. Grab them. Okay? Realize if you're selling, you're never going to get back. Okay? And you might be better off if you're looking to sell to, to then go buy something, you're probably better off. And this is a guy who, hey, I'm now shooting myself in the foot by not getting any royalties on this, okay? But I'm trying to make your experience a little better here, okay? How about you start thinking of it in terms of what are you really collecting? What's it really going to take? Plan ahead a bit. Think towards the future. Think of what we know, what has been announced, what you've learned today. All right? Love it. Well, we miss you. Whenever you come back, you come back. We'll do this again no matter what next Friday. So I look forward to it. Thank you. I miss everybody. And um, and uh, it's good. It's really great to be uh, rock and rolling with the paintbrushes. I'm enjoying it. So Hell yeah. All right. All right, everybody. I'll see everybody next week at least. Bye.